This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. So good to be here. Jordana, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. I just got back from um, doing a Coachella activation. I've been watching. Yeah, Coachella's stupid, but like... I'm, a, I'm on the like... You know where I am with Coachella? What? The pendulum has swung for me. Now I'm you're in, anti... You're, you're so anti it that now you're kind of into it? I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. I'm like, people having fun, dressed scantily clad, uh, hot guys, hot girls, hooking up and looking like idiots. Right. Good for them. Well, here's what I've heard is that Weekend 2 is actually like more about the music. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, now I hate that. Right. And Weekend 1 is like actually for all the assholes. Okay. Because it's like all the celebrities are there, like all the like brand activations, which we were part of doing, mm-hmm. um, are there. It's just like a bunch of companies trying to sell you shit, everyone trying to look really cool and try to sh- trying to like show that they're at the coolest parties. Sure. It's very L.A. Um, it's very L.A. It's very L.A., but nonetheless, good time. Weather definitely beats New York. Well, here's here's the thing. I think uh, with the Internet, we, we've gone through the first wave of the Internet where you know the things we hate. So now the haters of those things have become kind of like right. cliche. So like the the I'm not at Coachella post. Yeah, I saw that was funny. I, yeah, I'm tired of yeah. those people. They're like, I like, what do you you hate? people having fun i get that they are posting a lot of pictures and they're having a better time than you Mm -hmm. but who's the loser right no i agree i agree like in the anti anything too much it's like all right like let the people who like it just like like it okay it doesn't have to we don't have to shit all over it just because of that but it is funny everywhere you go there is like definitely definitely about like the picture you see like girls everywhere literally doing like excessively staged stuff and like (laughs) then they switch then they switch phones and the one does the other girl and, Coachella's uh, just uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, just, it is it's really all is. just yeah. behind the curtain stuff. It looks much cooler on Instagram than it actually is, but it was fun anyway. Red flag or deal breaker? Ready? Right off I, the bat. Sure okay, you go to you got everything's great with this guy, mm-hmm. but he's a big festival guy. He's a, like he goes to every festival. Has to be a Coachella. Has to be at the Miami douchebag one. What's Ultra? that? Ultra. Ultra. Has to no. What's the other one? The art one. In Miami. Art, Art Basel. Art Basel. Art Basel. And then corrects you. He's like, it's Basel, it's not Bas- Basel. <laughs> I see. <laughs> it's not it. And then um, loves, uh, you know, he, he goes to fish. He's in. He's in all those. Um, I'm not like a huge music person. Like, I like music. I'm not like sure. a Martian. <laughs> but um, I'm not like, I've never like wanted to see someone so bad that I had to see them in concert. Like, I'll go to a concert if someone gives me a ticket. I'm not like. I don't think we'd work. I don't think we'd blend together. You think it'd yeah. be too much? Deal breaker. Yeah, I just because I don't think we'd have a ton in common. I don't think there's like anything necessarily wrong with like yeah. love with loving things and being passionate about <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, th- I think there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Anyone who likes oh, things in, in, a, in a passionate way, like, yeah. ew, gross. You care. Ew. Um, <laughs> you have knowledge and passion about something? Ugh. I'm going to have to hear about it and do stuff with you? Seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, uh, I was in LA myself. 
it's a godless, soulless place. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's weird when you, you know, in this day and age, uh, we talk a lot about dating and relationships on this podcast. Uh, you can send in any question you'd like, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Also, I want to say to the listeners, we got quite an audience. Uh, people are into this podcast. Yeah. Do you know we have over a thousand emails with questions? It's crazy. So it's nuts. Uh, they got to be good. FYI, but two, (laughs) you guys uh, are great, and thank you for listening, and keep spreading the word, rate, review, subscribe, I know it's become a joke at this point, anyone that DMs (laughs) me, they're like, don't worry. All the the people who, I read all the reviews, too, all the people who review, and they're like, all right, Jared, (laughs) here's your rate, review, and subscribe. Sorry sorry (laughs) to hit you up uh, with the free entertainment. Uh, It works, it works. It helps. Um, And you guys are coming out to shows, we're talking about doing a live podcast so keep an eye out for that stuff um but it's it's interesting you're like yeah i was at coachella and it's like it's weird when someone tells you um like about what they're doing as you like know about it a little too much like we're friends but you saw saw the where i was at i saw i watched the whole thing right you know like you got any this is for dating too sometimes you go on dates with people and it's like you have to hold back on being like you have to let them tell the story of their life that you already read right yeah, because you have already stalked it. You've already watched uh, yeah, you it. You Google them, like, oh yeah, I already knew about like that shit you did with for the charity thing. Yeah, it came up when I whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I do the thing where I'm like, now I'm ahead of it. A lot of times with people, I'm like, well, people probably Google Coachella? you and they find a lot of stuff. Well, there. I mean, yeah. I like the I just did a thing with I put up a Instagram story about Sex in the City. So like. Oh, I love I love that. I was like I was like boarding a plane, or I would have responded. I enjoyed that Thank that you. Insta story. Um, but I'm saying people will say to me, "So how was sex in this?" Like, and it's like I don't know you, right? But <laughs> you you're, know, saying, but you're saying it's better because at least they're like they're just being honest. Admit to it. Yeah, I'm ahead of it. I'm always like, you know, even with like uh, birthday stuff. How was the birthday? I saw you did this. Like, you, mm. I, I'm trying to like. You know, I kind of do a skip intro button for them. Right. That's I like that. I you're, you're cutting all the, the formalities and yeah. the stupid shit. I like, think we have to in this day. Yeah. We have to admit to what we're all doing. Yeah, including with dating, which uh, which gets us to our very first topic slash question. So, um, again, I read all I read all your emails. I read every single email, and there are over a thousand, so I'm, you should thank me. Um, a lot of interns here at Betches. Seriously. <laughs> Um, so I read all your emails and we, one recurring one that I see is that is one people asking about this, uh, this kind of like how to extend the vacation hookup thing. So you meet on a vacation and then it's like, how do I get this to real town? Right. Essentially. Or how do I like take this from vacation fling to like real life? And th- this, I'll read the, I'll okay. read the letter from the listener. This is just one of many on this topic. So I thought it'd be a good tip for us to get into. So we've gotten a bunch of these. Yeah. Hey, Jared and Jordana. I'm an OG listener, huge fan of the show. Look forward to it every Thursday and recommend to all my friends. You guys are the heroes Gotham needs. Was hoping now, uh, was hoping to, to now get your always subtle and nuanced advice. I met a gorgeous guy while I was on vacation in Costa Rica about three weeks ago. We were hanging out slash hooking up every day for about a week, and I had. It's funny that like the minute she writes "gorgeous guy in Costa Rica," an image of a man comes up in my head. Do you know what I mean? Image of a. I I guess I maybe because I just Costa Rican. Yeah, maybe because I just watched Sex and the City movie. Now I think of that guy that's in the shower that lives next to Samantha. Oh yeah. That's who I thought of right away. Okay. Like he's factually a good-looking guy. Yeah, everyone looks better on vacation too. You're drunk most of the time. This is fair. Everyone's a little tanner. Yeah. 
Jordana, behind, let me give you a behind the scenes. Jordana is obsessed with tans. I'm a, I'm a little obsessed with with the sun. I'm I'm obsessed with the sun. Okay. okay. I don't go. I don't fake tan. I don't spray tan. I really like being in the sun. And if I happen to have a an amazing tan glow, sure. So be. It. I came back with a tan once, and Jordana was it was visibly. I don't like when uh, people upset. are tan. I don't like when people are tanner than yeah, me. Not, and I could tell it was there was a vibe. <laughs> That's my passion. It's very, fu- very fucking sad. It's my passion. Um, we were hanging out, hooking up every day for a week, had an amazing time, great connection, lots of fun. But ultimately, I wrote it off as a vacation fling. Back home, we lived several hours away from each other, and as far as I know, neither of us were looking for anything beyond what we had. Mm. However, during the time we were together, I mentioned that I was going on a trip to Europe in the summer, and he said he'd love to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When I laughed it off, he protested that he was really... I'd, I'd love a mansion in the south of France. That's what he said. That's what he said, Jared. Uh, yeah, okay. That's what he said. When I laughed it off, he, pr- he protested that he was really serious about it and said if I kept in touch and then sent him info when the trip date got closer, he tried his best to make it happen. But first, how about you blow me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm in a mood. I'm yeah. a little tired, a little punchy, but I can't deal. I we've Jerry's all done not having this. any of your delusions. This no, afternoon. this is bullshit. Yeah. But go on. I'm sorry. For the last couple of weeks, we casually kept in touch, mostly on Snapchat. Ugh. And occasionally Instagram. More serious. Oh, wow. Okay. I've, I've, tried to leave, married. <laughs> I've tried to leave it up to him to initiate most of the contact. So here's my question. Would it be weird now if I actually follow up with this guy about the Europe trip? I think it would be really fun, but I'm also realistically aware of how fast the magic of a vacation fling fades when you're back to real life. Mm. So even though we were both really straightforward about expectations, I'm worried he may have forgotten about it and I'll look like a psycho if I bring it up. And I know I'm probably overthinking this, but even if he was down for it, do you think resurrecting a fling is a terrible idea in the first place? Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Love you both. Vacay Bay. Listen, I've made fun of her a lot right. in this email, but I do understand. I think it's a it's, it's legit a valid, yeah. legit. Everything she's saying isn't crazy. Right. No, yeah. She, There's the, uh, and she's acknowledging that like she, that it might not be actually that realistic in practice. Of course. I, I, I'm with her at every step. But I like there's so many things like from a guy's point of view that I'm hearing this guy do. Let's let's hear I've what they done. let's hear what they are. The The devil is about to tell you his ways. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what's going on. But I wanna know, have you ever had a vacation fling? I mean, have um, you had this happen to yeah, you? Yeah. I think like that's yeah, that's definitely a thing it's I It's happened to me. It's ha- it's happened to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um anytime you're you're away I've had like a probably like two or three in my mm-hmm. lifetime. And yeah, it can be like the kind of thing where you're kinda like, Oh, like we did have a good time. I wonder if it would work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never really I mean it never does. But I I'm sure like in theory it could. I don't I think every girl probably thinks like, Yeah, like, oh, we we did have a good time, why not sure extend it? I've never really had one with someone who like lived in the same state is me, well though. i'll tell two stories because uh, right. i see it from her side and i see it from the guy's side okay let's hear your from her side i went i mean not to jew it up here but i went on um birthright, birthright. and <laughs> and became like infatuated with a girl and mm-hmm. i was and, it, and in all and i looking back on it i'm like oh man it was the trip you know that if you get married to a birthright girl they they pay for your honeymoon Free honeymoon to israel Back to Anyone who takes that honeymoon, yeah. ugh! Can you imagine? It's a very, that, it's a very Jewish incentive. Gr- it's a very Jewish incentive, but also like I'm imagining what the temple purchase her honeymoon would be. Right. And it's like that is not what I'm. You're not. 
yeah. in the Maldives. You're going. Uh, You're going back to the Temple Best Shalom's uh, backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to. Uh, so what happened kibbutz. with this girl? Uh, I. How old you? I was into it. I was like so sold on it, and I got so. Whenever you're like away, you become in this. You're in a very, very thick bubble, right? And the outside world is there's no reality in there because you're on this vacation. Especially birthright, if you can connect. I mean, for those of us not of the faith, you're on this bus together of you know for a certain amount of time. The, everyone takes over these roles on this trip. You're adults, but you're kind of still kids. Right. Um, you can see you're on this trip where they're basically like pushing you to be with Jewish people. <laughs> so like there's that that gets added to it. But more to my point and to open this up to the the guys uh, <laughs> uh, is that when you're a lot of women and I was males, this can happen to anybody on vacation. Right. You become obsessed with the story more than the relationship. Yeah. And I think that's what this guy's playing off of. That's why I made the joke of like, why don't you blow me after he said, I'll go with you to Europe because guys know that women love a fairy tale. And if you can but you create, were, you were really into this girl though. I'm right? saying, yeah, I, yeah. but I'm saying that yeah. I was guys and anyone can, can fall in love with a fairy right. tale. Yeah. But I know a lot of guys will play into it. Will even if they're, do you think, were you thinking like, I'm going to see this girl after this trip? We tried, we oh, tried try. and okay. it, it just didn't work out. And right. the minute that we got to the real world, it was the minute it was like, Oh, right. This it's isn't like, a real relationship. We only worked out in the, in, in the land of no other options. Right. Because when you're on vacation with someone, it's like you're in a fake community with yes. them. Right. Where you guys are doing the same things and like living the same life. And then suddenly you're not. Well, especially, you know, now I'll connect with the guy. If I'm on vacation, I meet a chick. I've already done the math on if I can fuck or not on this trip. And there's only eight options. And I found one that will deal with me. <laughs> and now I'm going to ride this horse until I get to the end of the fucking track. But why why say that kind of shit even if you, if you don't mean it? I don't because know, I we can the incentive because there. that's hot. <laughs> because like it's something that you'll that you, she right. she'll buy are into. You but you're aren't you feeling like a little weird about like deceiving someone that you don't? It's not even deceiving. He might even believe it. He's on that trip being like in Europe. Let's do Europe. The next yeah. trip. This is so much fun that I would totally go to Europe with you. And it's like yeah, he's saying those things because he feels like. Oh, this is this feels good to say to someone. It feels good to have her go, like look at him and be like, "I could see this Europe yeah. trip," even though we're listening to the email and we're like, "This is ridiculous," you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it sounds it sounds ridiculous. It doesn't let's sound enjoy Costa Rica. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sound impossible, but it it sounds a little ridiculous. But I can see. I think because I think that's a bigish difference between men and women and, and girls. Most women that I know are not saying shit that they don't mean to sure, a guy. They, I, I Probably totally Probably because agree. They, 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 in their mind, they're like, oh my God, if I, if I said the Europe thing, and the guy would be like, all right, get the, like, get the fuck out of it, like, away from me. Like, you're, but let's, uh, let, you're extremely clingy. So when a guy does it, they're like, oh, wow, like, maybe like, this is great. Like, I found a guy who like, is not afraid to like, commit to plans with me and like, wants to hang out with me. And you get like, excited. And I get that's why you say it, but it's kind of fucked up to just like, that's the thing about guys, which it's we've already, we already discussed is that guys just say shit they don't really yeah. think about it that much they're not thinking well like well maybe i don't really want to go but like what but this is kind of a good it's like they just say what they want to say in come the is a weird drug right and then afterwards <laughs> they like pick up the pieces if they need to but they'll just kind of like say whatever they want to say in the moment which is why going back to that other thing 
that we've talked about on previous episodes. If you want to know if a guy is actually into you, look at the stuff that he does. Yeah. See if it's public, expensive, or difficult. Well, f- for this for this specific case, he the vacation guy is very easily looks like he's doing shit. Because right, he's he, because he's there. Right. So like I do understand why people get carried away with vacation people because it's just the effort on vacation is so much less than it is in the real world. Right. To leave the house is different once you've already left the home. Right. To go to like to, to go to dinner with someone when you're already on vacation and yeah. going to dinner anyway. Is I have not to go out like, to dinner every night. Yeah. It's not like a big sacrifice. But also yeah. in that case, when you're there, you're like, wow, he comes to dinner with me. I can understand. Yeah. And you're taking pictures together because you're on a big group yeah. trip. So you don't think of it as like. And you look oh, good, yeah. you're tan, you guys yeah. are fucking in hotels. It's like you guys have been together it's like the bachelor. for months. Yeah. yeah. And I, listen, I've done, you've met bachelor contestants. I've yeah. met them too. And I, I asked them this question. I was like, how does it happen? I said to uh, Josh Murray, I was like, that guy got married like twice on the show or he got engaged twice on the show. Oh, he got engaged to Andy Dorfman <laughs> and then Amanda. And then, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, dude, how does that happen? I said to him, and he goes, right. he goes, you don't understand. You're in this like... And it's kind of like a version of vacation. Right. Yeah, and like he, a two-month vacation. He ex- when he explained right, yeah. it to me, and I was like, I guess I get it. Like, I, he was like, you're on vacation. These people are looking at you being like, they like you and telling you how much they're There's into no you. There's no one else there. There's no one else. There's no other options. You can't right. swipe. You can't look at an app. You, you can't, can't go to work even and just like at a break, like a your head goes back to reality. It's yeah. a full-on relationship at 24 hours a day. That's why when you're on vacation with someone, you meet on vacation. You're like, oh, we're already doing mm. the act of a relationship. But I, but back to what this guy, when you're like, why not say anything? What are his options? She Just she not not say, let's go to Europe. Well, <laughs> I really I not not insist when she says, well, when she's like kind of like, what the fuck the is she out? bringing up Europe for? They're in Costa Rica. Why? Why are you talking about dinner while we're eating lunch? That's because what I'm wondering that, about. Girls are always doing. Well, that. this is what I'm saying. Yeah. His options. She's put him in a position. That I'm, I'm actually more on his side now. What on the Europe thing? You're you're sitting together in Costa Rica. You met. You're hooking up. You're having a great time. And she goes, "Yeah, I got this Europe trip coming up. You should definitely get involved." And what's he supposed to say? Is that what she said? I mean, maybe she said, but she's saying I gave him like the out, and then he like insisted. And he said he'd love to go with me. I mean, yeah. I mean, he didn't have to say that. But at the same time, what are his options? You don't think there's any chance this guy wants to go to Europe with her? Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other vacation. Here's the (laughs) other crazy thing. She's not ridiculous for bringing it up. If she's like sitting there at home and she's like, he did say he would love to go with me. What she should do. And and that's like I'm going to. Go back to her. I've, I've gone back and forth on this a lot. <laughs> you can't decide if you love her or you hate her. Yeah. I love her, but I want to let her know, like, there's a good way to do this and there's a bad way to do this. Right. When guys say these glowing things that go along with you to get blown, because <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's being nice enough. He's not. He's going with the he's current. He's being sweet enough to pretend he wants to go on vacation with you. Why can't women just appreciate yes. the fake... The fake well, effort being put forth, right? Exactly. Just appreciate that. But now, right now she's saying we talk over Snap, sometimes Instagram. Mm-hmm. I would be like, hey, I'm going to Europe. Just let them know that that trip's coming up. Wait, and I would joke. Yeah, I would have to make it into a joke. Yeah. Be, like, so you, be like, did you get your ticket yet? Or yeah. like, something like that. And yeah. he'll either joke back or he'll be like, 
Actually, I've been thinking about it. That gives yeah. him the that gives him the opportunity. You're not. I don't think you're ridiculous for making that joke. Yeah, I think it's fine. He said it like it's not like it's not like it totally out of nowhere that you're suggesting this. And you know, maybe he he could be into There's it. There's like a one percent chance he goes. That this and it's it's like funny because like you said about the story, you fall in love with the story. Yeah. Like when this when it sucks to like when guys just say shit because girls in their head, like you said, they order they're thinking about dinner when you're ordering lunch. It's like we want, once you say this Europe thing, in our that just fills our heads with visions of us like strolling around yes. along, along the streets in Paris and like having this like romantic, like another getaway and being with a guy and then creating the story that this guy met on vacation and then we like hit it off and now we're to get like, they and now we have the best story. Right. They create a whole thing in their heads and I get that it's like partially our fault for going there yeah but it's also like you kind of like want us to do that because you think that'll get you laid I, well, I'm not my what I'm admitting to is mm-hmm. no guy's aloof to that to that the fact that we're to that this. reality right. to, to the reality that when you say and I'm going to Europe in a couple months and we go oh man we should do that to, I would love to go to Europe with you we right. know that that hits a note a chord with you we know what we're doing. So I'm saying, and that's why this podcast exists. Right. Understand that. Understand that when guys go along with you, they're going along to get you to the next location, which is them getting blown. The next location isn't Mykonos. <laughs> there's there's seven blowjobs in between Costa Rica hangout and right. European vacation. So the takeaway from this is that it's pro- he's probably not coming to Europe, but hey... Why, why not throw it out there? But you're not crazy for calling him out on that. Like, yeah. you're not crazy for saying, hey, wait, I'm going to Europe next week. I guess I'll see you there. And that's, that's a, I think that's like a fun way to play it. But I don't agree. do the, sorry, you coming? Yeah. Like, like yeah, I, exactly. I wouldn't take it that so seriously. So here's the tickets I think that we should buy. Yeah, yeah. Looking into these hotels for us. You should take it as lightly as yeah. he played into this fantasy. But more to the point of the story, I think this is like an important conversation. Right. Like, that whole idea that like i think people gotta stop doing that where you're writing the story on the fly it feels like a lot of girls compete with their level of relationship and whoever has the best story of how they got together wins the brunch table and it feels okay but it feels to me like it's like sometimes girls get ahead when they were like oh i got the story now i gotta make this fucking work and right. it's like story first, relationship second. Yeah, there's a lot of like expectations that your brain makes for your for whatever you're like go, is going on in your pseudo relationship that you then feel the need to live up to, and then you feel let down when it doesn't actually happen. Which most of the time it doesn't because it's like an unrealistic view, like you strolling down the streets of Paris with this guy mm-hmm. is like something that you've concocted in your head that you're like such a good match and like. It makes you almost not enjoy the moment as much. Yeah. I think that's really the big issue. Like, obviously, like the female brain works in mysterious ways. Um, but <laughs> but how did you meet yeah, your boyfriend? I think that's that's the big issue is that you. It's really hard to focus on like what you're doing now and enjoying like enjoying your vacation and just saying you know if this is it that's fine. Yeah. Um, I met my boyfriend. He went to high school with a with my one of my very best friends from college's boyfriend, and they had just started dating. Mm-hmm. And I think he was kind of an. I think her boyfriend was kind of annoyed that I was like third wheeling them all the time. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Oh, I got a guy for you." <laughs> but um, even now, you're telling the story. You have it like like worked out. Yeah. <laughs> like you had that story. Yeah, I told the story. Before. Ready to I go. Told the story a million yeah. times. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I I think like um, that story that you just gave. 
like I said worked out. That's like a comedy term. Okay. Right, I didn't just say like we were set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had <laughs> beats. I had the whole meet cute. Yeah, you show. had a yeah, movie yeah. written. Right. You had a script. Yeah. And, and which is totally normal and great, but it's <laughs> hilarious to me because um, you just, I, I mean, like a lot of people, I mean, you never, you rarely get tender. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and it's, uh, it feels very female to me. Like, I, I just, I, I never get, like, the yeah. guy version of that. I mean, we're brought up on these, like, I mean, you are too, but I don't know if that, that's, they're, they're really focused towards uh, advertising to guys. We're brought up on these, like, love stories and, mm. these com- and these romantic comedies and these things where, like, all these things, that's what we, that's all we see in, yeah. like, in female-centered movies is, like, that kind of thing happening. Like, it's, like, porn for guys. Sure. Really, have you ever seen the movie, uh, Don John? I never saw it, but I know that it, they make that Yeah, it, it makes, it makes an interesting, like, kind of parallel to that. It's, like, anything, like, guys are thinking about sex constantly, like, that's what they're watching. Like, girls are thinking about, like, what are these romantic scenarios that, like, I could be into? Like, what's my... Think of a wet Like, a wedding is just basically, like, a whole... Oh, like, it's curated, the best way... To, it's the best way to fuck. Yeah, it's a curated, like, yeah. dreamlike vision sure. of, like, the most perfect moments of your a relationship. A whole room of referrals. Right. A and whole people, room and of vetted people. of, like, of yeah. how great you are and your, your great decisions and the great life that you have ahead of you. Mm. It's, like, very... We, I call this in our book. You should pick it up to the listeners at home. I had a nice time in other loves, another lies, how to find love and shit like that. Amazon. We call it, we call it emotional masturbation. Um, and you shouldn't do it, but it's really hard not to. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow, so I love what Vegamore is doing, and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best-looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's do it. Ready? Okay. Hey, Jordana and Jared. 
I've been obsessed with the podcast ever since my friend told me about it. And I've in turn started telling everyone to listen in, including the guy I've been dating. Nice. Woo! I love that we're, we're infiltrating the dating scene. I love that they're spreading the word. Rate, review, subscribe. This guy, <laughs> this guy and I have been exclusive for six months. Have we been on the air for that long? Um, yeah, I think we started, what, November? Yeah, November. So, I don't, I'm bad with the months. Including the guy I've been no, dating. Next oh, month, so six months. She yeah. told him after she, yeah. she revealed her secret obsession. Mm-hmm. And things have been going great. We go on dates every week. The sex is amazing. He's exactly the type of guy I've been looking for. We've really taken it slow to get to know one another, and I'm pretty certain that this is moving in the direction of an official relationship. Good for you, lady. Well, the other night, I was raving him about this podcast, and he said he'd listen to it with me. I played last week's episode hoping you guys would start talking about something hilarious, but to my horror, you guys jumped right into talking about making things official on Facebook. <laughs> I start, uh, I wanted to die, and the mood immediately changed. It also <laughs> just so happens that he was an ex, uh, that he, just so happens he has an ex from four years ago that will occasionally text him to add insult to injury. You guys started talking about keeping contact with exes. I love you guys, but you really did me dirty on this one. This is great. A- anyways... <laughs> Maybe we did you the biggest fucking favor yeah. you could have ever had. Oh, let's let's just wait. Yeah. Anyways, he immediately tensed up and asked me if I had picked this specific episode <laughs> on purpose to bring up, quote unquote, the, the talk. talk. I said no because I genuinely had no clue you guys were going to talk about this and was so embarrassed. I even didn't want to talk. I didn't even want to talk about it. I shut the podcast off and the rest of the night was awkward and weird and took a while to bounce back. Since you guys were key offenders in the situation. I need your opinion. Do you think this was enough to scare him off? Jared, would you think a girl that you've been exclusively dating for six months is crazy if she put on a podcast and ended up making things official? We managed to get over it and our conversations have been fine ever since, but I'm self-consciously thinks I'm rushing things. I definitely don't want to bring up the talk now for fear of him thinking I'm pushing things along. Side note, earlier that night we had met up with my best friend and when I went to the bathroom she was grilling him on making things official, which I had no idea she was going to do. Well, that might add to the whole thing. Right. The, the friend, the, the podcast. So that's only adds to the situation. <laughs> Whatever the case, I think the situation was weird yet hysterical that the people I, that I religiously listen to every week about relationship advice somehow managed to directly create tension in my love life. Not blaming you guys. It was my fault for putting on the podcast and I am forever a loyal listener. Really interested in hearing your thoughts on this one. And if anything, I thought you guys would definitely get a kick out of it. We do. All right. I think this guy's got to go. Whoa. I think this guy's got to go. I think she didn't do anything wrong. Okay. I think, this, I think six months, you got, he's afraid to even talk about, uh, just talk or laugh about sure. making things official. This guy is not, is, is not worth it. I don't think, I, I have a therapist. Okay. And I've had this discussion with him about normal times to define things, normal times to... Mm to um you know take things more seriously and one thing he told me which i've always remembered which i think is actually a very good good rule of thumb okay someone wants to define your relationship less than one month in run someone wants to won't define your relationship more than six months also run Mm. because they're both terrible signs one is like the person will date anyone they don't even really know you less than a month okay and over six months it's like that person is like either not want to commit doesn't is afraid to talk about serious things has some commitment issues Mm -hmm. and so like this guy if he if she can't like put on like a joking funny amazing podcast yeah um, (laughs) and he can't just like take that and like 
like laugh if he at couldn't it. roll so with afraid it afraid of the conversation that he like has to make things uncomfortable about it or ask her if she put that on specifically he's like not he's not gonna give her what she wants which is to commit and yeah. that's what she wants that doesn't sound like that's what he wants if he's getting so scared and needs to avoid this conversation so intensely mm-hmm. that if i were her i would just cut my losses and be like yeah like it's what's so like why is it so insane that like there's that someone's asking you about like figuring out what we are. It's let, been a long time. Let me take this guy's side for two seconds. Cause I, I agree you. with everything you're saying, but this, this guy was spe- annoying me when she was reading this, really? this podcast, this specific situation though, with the dinner, like the friend, the, like the annoying aunt that's <laughs> at dinner grilling him. I like all of that put together. I could see why he was like, what the fuck is going on tonight? Right. You know, where it's like a whole night where you, you imagine this. Okay. Let's take the idea of it being that they're talking about a relationship out of the picture. Let's okay. say, let's imagine, <clears throat> let's imagine, um, you're dating a guy and he wants to stop using condoms. Okay. Okay. That's a similar, uncomfortable conversation. Sure. Cause it's just, I'm not, not the same, but, Okay. Okay. Say that's it. He mentions it like... Does he want to stop using condoms because he only wants to date me? Exactly. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. Because there's a lot... Condoms and defining the relationship, those are two things that present other... It it lets everyone go in their own direction with what they think from it. Okay. So now you're six months in. He's mentioned it like four months in, but then he never brought it up again. Okay. Um, He's always hinted at it. Okay. And then all of a sudden, one night, you're like, let's go. I, he's like, let's go to dinner. My friend's actually going to come. He goes to the bathroom. The friend looks at you and goes, so are we still on condoms? <laughs> and you were like, what? And you're like, and he's just like, I never use condoms. And the friend just keeps talking about his condom life and how he's right. like, oh, we all hate it. You got to get, oh, man, if I'm with a girl for that long, I'm having no condom sex. He comes back, normal dinner. Then that night, you're like, he puts it, he's like, we got to listen to my favorite podcast. Okay. And, and that night, talking about awful condom all sex. about condom sex. Right. And he's like, I swear. Well, here's, the wouldn't th- you be like, here's the thing. If what I'm, the fuck is going on right now? This is obviously on your mind. If I'm really against, uh, not using condoms, that whole scenario is going to really annoy me. Right. I'm going to be like, sure. I'm going to be like, oh, it's like, I, uh, this is stupid. Of course I'm using condoms. Why do you keep, whatever. Yeah. if I'm open to the idea of not using condoms sure. and I'm not like totally frightened of it. And I kind of like could be into it. I'm using this as like, oh, that's, I'm like laughing at this and I'm thinking it's like funny. I'm not, a, I'm not like offended or angry that those conversations Sh- are happening. So I find his like, withdrawal interesting i could see him being like a little overwhelmed by it but if i'm but if his extreme discomfort shows that he is not on board with the idea is very afraid of it or doesn't want to have anything to do with it so it's like yeah obviously it could be like a little annoying but if i'm if the person is that is made to be that uncomfortable by a conversation then they're on a totally different page than you interesting yeah, I agree with that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying for this specific it's a lot for one night. Right. Um but, but I think it's, it is indicative that he's not cuz if he wa- here's the, here's what he would be saying if he was interested sure. in defining the relationship in some sort of like close to the like some sort some soon not super far in the future mm-hmm. way is he'd be like 
this is so funny. This is like absurd. Like, is this something you want to talk about? Like, do you want to like, it seems like this is coming up a lot. Like, <laughs> this do you want to have that discussion? He's like trying to like get away from having the discussion. He's making it weird. Here's what guys want. We want to slowly be, we want to get, girls want to jump in the pool and guys want to take a toe, then go to calf. Then you get to that point where your penis is going to go in the water and it's going to be like really cold and uncomfortable and it you do like the penis It doesn't have to dunk. be that hard. Just jump in. But this is the thing. This is guys don't, don't be such want. A pussy. I, well, this isn't a <laughs> pussy thing. This is uh, this is not fair because the thing that makes a guy a man is going out and feeling like he is aspiring to pussy. Okay. So and you can't feel like that if you if you're well, getting kinda, laid regularly. It kind of feels like you're going from an adventurous wild cat to a house kitten in five seconds. Guys want to be like we want to like massage our way into relationships rather than jump right. You know, a lot of times, like I I feel for this guy because like he's probably on board. I think I think he's you on. Think bo- he's on board. He's on board. If he's doing dates every week, he's going out with a friend and her, and they're having a fun time, and there's only so much hours in the day for him to talk to other chicks. So I don't think he... I think he might be getting texts from girls from his past, but he's not really answering them. He's not going out with them. I think he's... um, I think he's getting... He's exclusive with her in physicality, but maybe not in publicity. Okay. So I think um, he's at that point where he's trying to wane into this relationship rather than, well, put up the banners. We're now together. You know what I mean? I, I think like what girls do, I think the best thing a girl can do for like the relationship thing is create contracts, um, kind of like make make small contracts, small agreements. So <laughs> So like like the example of like, Hey, I like if, if she was telling a story to him being like, like this has happened to me before where a girl would be like, yeah, I was telling my friends about you. They love, you know, I was telling them about how we went on the date last night and we had so much fun. And it's like, oh, they, they all think that you're so ridiculous or whatever. And it's like her just telling me that she's telling the friends about me. That's a small contract. Right. Th- that's her going. That, that's a point where I could go. Why are you telling your friends about us? Do you think we're a thing? And if I don't right. do that then we've I've made a small agreement. It like you know, they have verbal contracts and written contracts. No, I, I agree, but I mean it's been six months. So I know like, it's been six months, yeah. but I'm saying she's probably built up a lot of those small contracts at this point. Right. And she's probably getting frustrated because she because she actually does want like some sort of like security in the relationship or to know that it's going somewhere. That's really the frustrating thing about like, and I call this again like if you're with a guy, there's and I don't think all guys are like trying to like not toe like a little bit terrified of being in a relationship there are some guys who just like do want to date of do course wanna, do want a girlfriend like mm-hmm. are looking for that and i think when a lot of the times when you're dating a guy who's a little afraid of commitment who does have like concerns about um committing to one person or you know like is a little s- afraid of going public with something it's a it's kind of a struggle if you're dating that guy it's again it's like swimming against the tide it maybe you can get there but it's a lot harder than just finding a guy who like wants a girlfriend who's like yeah. ready to go there. And I'm not saying like I understand like the innate male need that every guy on some level doesn't necessarily want to be tied down or mm. be a house cat or whatever. But I do think that like there are many guys who are like that. And if you really want to be in a relationship to pick a guy who's like 
not that guy is going to be like just a struggle for you at every step at all, of the at way. every step. Because for me, it's like, yeah, like I could, you could find, you could find a guy like that who like, and you could, he, he might eventually date you, but it's also like, I don't really want to spend my time convincing someone that like they should be with me or they should commit to me. Mm-hmm. I want a guy who's like excited to commit to Pumped me. I want a great, who's like, oh great. Like I feel so lucky that this person chose me. Sure. And the, and you yourself would be like, I feel lucky that this person, I feel like that's the way that it works out where it's yeah. like an exciting, happy thing. If you have to kind of be like slowly like doing like, uh, what's that like? therapy with like phobia therapy where you're like just like just just tell your i told my friends that they, they my friends think you're cool and then so you have to see if they like jump back it's like not quite as fun as if both people are just like gung-ho like we're both into this so you think this is a big enough deal okay mm-hmm. that the next conversation they have is hey it's weird you got that freaked out yeah you think that's like the next move i i agree with i mean there's a part like, of me that like agrees how with long, that yeah i mean i get that's the kind of, it's what i'm saying it's like again you could like wait it out you could like like not want to like tap the bear yeah um and usually well, when you're when you're afraid to say something it's because you're afraid of the answer and, you, you're, and what she's afraid of here is that he's gonna say i don't really want a relationship you're right there are these moments um with dating where it's like okay the jig is up we have to talk this out Right. This is kind of that moment for her where it's like, I saw you get weird. We got to talk this out because it's now affecting me because now we can't, you know, the, the illusion, the play is over. We've broken down the fourth wall. You know, it's like, it's kind of like you're role playing. And then all of a sudden, if if you're like having a role play moment with like a girl or a guy, and then all of a sudden like a phone rings and you have to like take care of something, you're like, Hey, the moment's gone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that way with this relationship. Yeah. The idea of you guys having this back and forth of like, we're hooking up, we're together, but we're not sure. It's sexy in that, the idea that we're like chasing each other. Well, it's mom to- just called and she wants to know about periods. Right. And it's uncomfortable. Now we're going to fucking talk. Yeah, it's you know, time to this talk. Is that I feel moment like it's her. like um, this is someone farted during the role I play. I don't think what guys get is at this point in a relationship, like before it's defined, but you've been together a while, creates a shit ton of anxiety mm. for any girl because she's thinking like, yeah, I don't want to like do anything too soon. I don't want to scare him off, but I also don't want to be like dating this guy forever who like just has no intention of being in a relationship with me. Yeah, um, and get, I'm getting more emotionally invested, and I'm like feeling like. I like want to know, but I don't want to be like that annoying girl who needs to know. So it's like in your head, you kind of like, this is the most anxiety ridden time of a relationship is like right before you feel like you need to like have that discussion. And it sucks for him because it feels like such an all or nothing play because it's such a, like this guy's like, listen, I like this girl. I like what we've been doing. Um, but you, what do I have to do now? And it's like, Oh, I have to like move forward. I can't live in the, Guy, I mean, I'm saying like guy from uh, there's a certain type of guy and that uh, probably a lot of you are seeing out on a nightly basis that loves that part of that. That's the that's where we thrive is where which part that part of the relationship. The we've been hooking up for a bit. Uh, there's I don't owe you anything, so I can't really disappoint you, but I'm going to have to owe you something soon. Yeah, and I mean, and like, that's where, and plus, party be, can't last forever. And guys, and at that point, it becomes even easier to text other girls because you have nothing to lose. Now you're even, you have the stench of a guy who fucks, <laughs> and that seems to get you fucked more. 
Um, and you're rolling through, you're talking to girls in a different way. I was with a buddy, he's married, and um, just the way you talk to women is so different from when you're fucking to when you're not. Because you don't need them. Exactly. So right. you're, and like, I mean, that's, I, listen, I'm getting approached by a lot of girls who listen to this podcast very nicely, and I think it's because I they're hearing me talk in a way that a guy's are afraid to talk in front of them. Right. And I think, and which I appreciate, I'm being honest. I, I've never been more honest than yet, I am on and this y- podcast. And yet, and yet that's the sort of the paradox of this whole thing is that girls seem to like, like what you're saying, yeah. even though it's contrary <laughs> to like everything they should and everything they should, they, they should want. And every like, single yeah. guy out there is holding back. Cause they're like, they're just afraid of disappointing someone and being mean to someone. And right. I, I'm not talking to any of their, I, I just see your face judging mm. me. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I no, just, but you're, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I know you're not. I think I've just, I've, you know what I mean? I've dated, I've dated guys with, with this mentality or with the, who are afraid to commit, who I had to like dance around that sure. like, subject with. And it's very frustrating. So I feel for this girl, but I'm telling, like, I think she should just have that discussion because either it, the, the answer, she's either going to like the answer or she's not. But at the end of the day, it's going to be better because she's going to know. Yeah. What he's thinking. I agree with you because I do think that there are these moments as I was, as we were saying before, the lights are on. Right. Okay. We got to talk. Uh, the role play is done. Yeah. You, keep it real. Keep it real. And, and there, and because this is a gray area is, is really what I'm saying because you can small contract your way into a relationship, but if the lights don't, if the lights do come on, you gotta, you gotta fast time track. to talk it out. <laughs> are you ready to shop? Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It 
has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Send in all these questions. I mean, the amount of questions. It's crazy. You guys are great. Um, this next question that we have also, I've, we've gotten from a few different readers, so I assume um, it's we've not gotten just, this before. Yeah, we've got I've gotten we've gotten this question before. Um, it's about like mental health and basically like any court. Honestly, like I feel like all these questions can be lumped into any sort of thing that you're a little embarrassed of. OK, um, I'm going to read it. Dear Giardana, see what I did there? Very clever. I already like this person. I have a question about mental health that I think some others can relate to. Background, I'm in my mid-20s and I've struggled with mental health issues pretty much all through college and a few years after. I went to college and graduated but was secretly in and out of treatment programs. Despite this, I was always pretty social and put on a good front to people. I dated and messed around a little but not much and never serious. I really feel ready to date again but it seems like my development halted during my quote-unquote dark years. And I came at an awkward tween trying to navigate the apps. Question, if, if, when, and how should I bring up my mental health history with the person I'm dating? I don't want to scare him off. And although I'm doing better than ever, I believe recovery is always ongoing. Um, and my struggles are something that will always be part of me. I still go to therapy and will likely take antidepressants and anxiety meds for the rest of my life. Uh, two, is stuff like this even important or a deal breaker to the other person? Or am I making this to be a bigger deal than it actually is? I feel like if I just own own it, it wouldn't seem as much of a big deal, but maybe I'm wrong. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Mid-20s tween. Th- I want to thank this person for writing in. This is a tough issue to like write about. Um, I do want to say we're not professionals. Right. Uh, before we get into joking around about this and talking about this in whatever way we're going to talk about this. Mm. Um, and I'll say uh, we all have a friend or are that friend or yeah. that is, is, we all know someone like this or are this person. And like I've said, like we get, I've seen several, several emails like this. So you're not alone um, in having this issue or, or totally not alone or wondering what to do with something from your past that you are not like a hundred percent proud of. Totally. Uh, with that all in mind, fuck a lot of men. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great I'm for someone's mental health. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, uh, oh. I don't think um, I, I. We've had similar emails in the past about this, like of like whatever bag. I think when you have baggage or quote unquote baggage, I'm not going to call it. I don't mean to like say it's, but or what you perceive as baggage, because this is all her bringing right. this to the table. I'm always. Okay with whatever it is, as long as you tell me, as long as you admit to holding the bags. Yeah, as long <laughs> you know? as you're honest about it. Yeah. You're not one trying to hide it, or two trying to two trying to make it seem like it's like you want it to like seem like a big enough deal that Shh. you've like that you've like paid, given it the amount of attention that it needs. It's a part of her life, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like the, the way to handle those things. I think is to be like 
This isn't like this was something I took very seriously. Mm. I'm confident in who I am now, but this is something that I took seriously enough to like deal with it. And now I'm like on the right track and I've, and I have like control over the situation. And not only that, I in some ways think this is like a good thing. It really like, it shows that you're a little more well-rounded, right? You're a little more well-rounded. You've had like a struggle for me. Like the most boring people you can meet are just people with like happy childhoods who like had a lot of money growing up, never really like struggled on anything, like went to a good school, have a good job. Like it's like, they're kind of boring. They don't really have much to say. They've never really like gone through some shit. And I think if you can spin this into like how this made you more interesting person, how you learned a lot about yourself and like what you need and like your life. Mm. Um, I think that makes you a more interesting person, don't you think? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Like, I, I, I think th- this is all her centric, mm-hmm. though. Like, this isn't. She writes, um, is, uh, like, should I bring up my mental health with the person I'm dating? I don't want to scare him off. This, this isn't about their. This isn't their problem. This is right. your thing. So. I think owning it as a part of your life and a part of who you are, like, that's like, I, 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 yeah, it makes you more, there's something, you know, there's more to know about you, but I, I don't like, I don't think that, like, this doesn't have to be like on your bio, you know, like, I think, um, you should, I think all of us should be a little bit more guarded with things we reveal to people anyways. So I think this, you have to be sure, like, hey, I think this is like, 10th on the list of things that you bring up so like what date would you say that is it, uh, it's down the line it's 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 on a date where you start to trust this person right and the you reveal things to people you trust and that takes whatever time it takes but you go on the, uh, like this doesn't i don't think you have to like put your meds on the table <laughs> as you're meeting this person you know right. like you can just be like uh, you, you can get to know someone first and be like, hey, I actually, one, do I like this person? Do I like myself when I'm around this person? I, I think the way you judge how you're into someone is, do I feel better about myself when I'm with this person? Right, or like a better version of myself, like a more sure. on version. Sure. And s- so for this girl who's writing in, um, this whole conversation comes up when you're like into this like when you're, I think it's down the road a little bit more. I'm not saying like, I don't, and, and it wouldn't be a deal breaker. You'd be like, Hey, um, and also we kind of know when people are taking meds for, the, for this stuff. Do we? I, I, you kind of, I, I think I can, I know what I'm getting into with a lot of people when you meet them. Like, I, I think like, if you're like, yeah, I go to, th-, I think the, the way to like, let me know, like, yeah, I do a lot of therapy. I, yeah. I, I, I go to a therapist. Uh, it's a part of my life. And I think that's like a good entree into like, yeah, it was, it's been an issue yeah. for me. And it, honestly, if you do meet someone and they do have an issue with that, for that being a part of your past or that being yeah. a part of your present or your future, they're just not a match for you. Not a match. There are plenty of people though who like don't mind so many people way more than you know are on antidepressants, mm-hmm. have anxiety, that kind of thing. Like it's a thing that a lot of people deal with and the more like, yeah, I agree. Like upfront, but not like immediately yeah. kind of thing. It's like. You should be vulnerable with people that you trust. Totally. So once you feel like this person is like someone who's like kind of like a insightful, caring person, who's not just going to be like, Mm. oh, like I don't want anything to do with that. um, Then you can tell them. But I don't even think you get far enough with someone who was like not didn't have the maturity to like really understand and deal with that um, enough to even tell them. I've dated people, though. The the worst with these. I'm not saying these types of people, but like with them is just understand it's your thing, you know, and um, 
the worst that I have been in relationships before with it will get blamed on that. Okay. Like everything will be blamed on that. And it's like, I, I, and because then it becomes, it absolves the, like depression or anxiety or meds or Nazi. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't understand. It's like, I, I guess I don't understand, but then that means, you know, you have to be far along with like this therapy and doing and, I think it like you can only date when you be ready to date and have real relationships with people once you've like owned your own shit. Right. And if you know that these things make you a certain way in certain circumstances and you know in certain places then you have to maybe remove yourself and go it's just saying like I've been in a lot of circumstances where like someone's not re- ready with their own shit. Right. And then it ends up getting blamed on everything. Right. You have to be in a place where you like can totally own everything. Yeah. And like, li- and, and be able to live, like know how to control it so that it doesn't affect the other person. And that being said, maybe the apps aren't for you. Like maybe mm-hmm. you have to also like go to the places that make you feel best about dating. Cause she's talking about getting into dating now, now that she's dealt with it. And I'm like, good for you. But at the same time, if an app makes you feel bad, don't do the apps. Right. If, if getting introduced by friends doesn't really work for you because you're like, I don't want to have to deal with my friends and the judgment from them, that's not the way to go either. If going out with like your friends and then meeting a random person makes you feel the best and is the best way for you to meet, you, I, th- I think for her, anyone that's jumping into dating, you should not be controlled by what the masses are doing. Right. You that's a big do piece of What advice. makes you feel comfortable, what makes you like kind of just like and it's easy to like it's good in terms of baby steps we talked about this a while ago like Mm. getting just like going out and just being like i'm gonna like have a good time yeah and then like maybe one one after you do that for a while just trying to i'm gonna talk to a guy being open to dating is is already a step i i just think because whether it's girl who's getting into dating because she's ready with her mental health that's great or guy who just got broken up with that's ready to go back into dating i'm just saying this is a you know kind of a side topic. Don't just rush onto apps. Yeah, because that can be that's like doing dating on steroids. Yeah, and it can be like it can be, it can be like exhausting in its own way. I feel like unless oh, yeah. you're like really ready to like get in there. I remember like phases where I would just like have the apps and then delete them the next day because I was sure. like I don't really want and then like re-download them. It's like a whole crazy. There's nothing sadder um, than re-downloading an right? app. Uh, you thought you were cool and confident. No, you're not. Nope. Yeah. Redownload. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable. And yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. 
That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's play some games. Okay, let's do it. This was from a listener. Would you rather date someone who religiously keeps a food journal of their healthy diet or date someone who always has fast food trash in the dash of their car? <laughs> um, the journal is a lot. I got to say. Yeah, I don't. I think I'd rather. I don't. I mean, I don't love messy people, sure. but I'm not like the neatest person. And like the food diary thing gives me anxiety just watching people do that. Do you what? Have you ever seen someone do that? The food journaling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I have. And like, I mean, I've, I'm a, I know there's probably like a hundred people on a diet who do that. They say that like, you have to do that if you want to figure See, out. See, I'm like, I'm when these like, like, how much is, how many calories are in this cookie? It's oh like, I don't, God. how can you live like that? I'm thought, a person that lives in extremes. Like I, I mean, mm-hmm. as this listeners know, I took a month off from drinking and then I'll go back to like drinking forever. And then I'll be like, you know, Monday, new me, new Monday, new me. Right. Um, so I'll like, you know, people are like, let's do lunch. And I'm like, on a Tuesday, what are you crazy? <laughs> um, I always think it's like the responsibility of the person, like of the person to like remove themselves. So like the journaling person. Okay. Do, like, it, do it secretly. Well, do it secretly, but also like, don't make everyone at a fucking lunch feel uncomfortable because you have to see what a turkey burger. Right. You know, you ordering is making people uncomfortable. So you're going to bring a journal into it? feels like the journal people bring it out for the big show of the journal. It also just makes me feel like the person just can't like live. Yes. Like I want to be with someone who like is a little spontaneous and so- something about a food journal gives me like the opposite vibe of that. Like, yeah. They- but the fast food person. Too spontaneous. They're, <laughs> they're just like, how are you living? Yeah. And I'm assuming when someone's like the fast food person with the dash of their car, I'm assuming they can't gain weight, which makes them hate me, hate them even more. Okay, so you you hate a a just like a fast food skinny person. Well, yeah. Oh my God, hate them the most. I I, I my buddy used to live. I had friends that like lived on the same floor, and then they would like one of my buddies was living with a girl that he doesn't see anymore, but that she was like notorious for like they were they, like the other friend that lived on the floor was like she orders every five minutes like there's a new delivery person coming every and it totally changed how we saw this person better or worse worse you didn't like her so you'd rather a girl who's watching what she's eating i want some semblance of care i i want so i'd rather the food journal person even though it's annoying that they have to bring it out and show everyone it kind of feels like they're like showing off a little bit but the other one is like i feel like that would go into my thought of them because, oh, because they're like kind of gross. Kind of gross. Yeah. So you'd rather date someone who's like a little bit anal retentive than like kind of gross. Yeah, because I'm kind of gross. So I need yeah, to like balance, balance it out. Yeah. I need someone that's looking at me going, what are yeah. you doing? You can't like be with a, you can't have two gross people. Like what are your, what are your children wearing? Rags? You, you ever see, you ever, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You ever go to like someone's house and the house is just in disrepair. Yeah. That and was, it's like, those are two gross people that had kids. Yeah. You know, you needed one person to be like, 
mad that the you know that people wear shoes in the house. Yeah, you need one person who like lets the the super neat person relax, and yes. one person who's like, this needs to be neater. I can't yeah. live like this. <laughs> that it seems to me that's what you need. Because I sometimes growing up, you go to those houses with the dirty house, and you're like, wow, I appreciate that my mom is a pain in the fucking ass. Right. I always I grew up in a house with a lot of kids. It was always kind of messy, but we did. Yeah, you guys had like a farm. Yeah, it's just fucking chaos. Just like jungle, you know. Everyone fending for themselves. Everyone, seriously, it's crazy. And I remember once beat the shit of my sister. She's sitting right out there because she didn't bring the car back on time. Really? Yeah, I had somewhere to, she was like back. We like got into a fist fight like on the, we're like two, like we're probably like 15, 20, or, you know, 16, 21. Just like... <laughs> In fist fight? Animal. I turned into an animal in that house growing up. Really? Yeah. yeah. We got like, serious fist Feral fight. cats. Yeah. Girl, it was like a lot of girls, too. Like You'd be really? surprised how physical we got. And I think of myself as a lady. <laughs> uh. Red flag or deal breaker? Puts artificial sweetener in wine in public. Is that a thing? This girl wrote in and she said that she actually knows someone who brings like stevia, stevia packets everywhere. And puts it in wine? Puts it in wine. The only time I've ever heard of such a thing is on The Office. Uh, Michael puts uh, uh, Sweet and Low into his whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only time I've ever heard of such a thing. I never heard of it either. It seems like something a serial killer would do. But you know what? It doesn't affect me. It's fine. I'm fine with it. It's kind of weird and gross. You but do like you. Fine. Yeah, it wouldn't like affect me at what all. What about though. red flag or deal breaker? Every time you use sweetener or have a Diet Coke, they go, it's going to give you cancer. <laughs> um, every time. Every single time. I put one Splenda. I have a cough, black coffee, one Splenda. And the amount of animals that are like, you use Splenda? You're going to die. It's like, why can't I just live my life? Right. Like, people are doing, like, Molly everywhere. Yeah. Like, you can't put a This is the issue that you have with my lifestyle. Yeah. That you I should put be one so lucky yeah. that that was my only issue. One right? Splenda. My whole self-destructive habit. Exactly. Yeah. I would break... If they, every time... Every time, no. But they only do it to let you know. They can don't you just, care can about you. you tell them to shut the fuck up? I say, I say... No, I go, I don't give a shit. No, I'm saying like, well, if this person that you're with... No, every time. They got to bring it up every time. Yeah, I don't know if I could deal. That's a deal breaker for me. I have too many bad habits for that. All right. They wear a swim cap whenever they're at uh, any pool, public or private. (laughs) What private? (laughs) Like uh, like, they're at your friend's pool. It's no. Or if they're at a a hotel pool, also, they're wearing a swim cap. Um, Not a deal breaker. I read fine. You're fine fine with with it. it. Yeah. Are you fine with it? It's tough to get good beach pics. Yeah, you know, well. With that. <laughs> maybe that's why. the That'd be funny if the, the guy wore a swim cap just so he wouldn't have to be Take in the them. Instagram that's pictures that's with a, you. That's a great, that's a great idea. <laughs> good strategy. Yeah, no, that's a, that'd be very fun. I feel like you would do that. <laughs> I would do that. Hey, <laughs> Jared's some, here. Wear like a Wisteria Speedo. Yeah. Just to get away with, you know, not being. <laughs> not being in a. Forced into any photos. <laughs> Um, if, One yeah. time I was at, it was after a beach week, or it was after a wedding. You guys, you guys go to a 4th of July pool party. This girl insists on wearing a swim cap. You're, you're fine. I'm cool with it. Guy, Good for you. how about you? If it, it would bug me. Maybe we wouldn't go to that many pool parties. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to a lot of pool parties <laughs> now. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> I don't know how many pool parties. Or the beach. Also, I'd be like, I would make fun of them with everyone. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I'd be like, that's I funny. Would, I would actually, I feel like the thing, if you're, if you're with someone who has like an embarrassing habit, um, it's important to kind of almost like that'd be the first thing that you say about them. 
Yes. Like you have to make fun of them so that no one does it behind their back. Yeah, I can do it. If I'm right. doing it, yeah. everyone, at least why it's been talked about. Yeah. So you have to like, when you bring, when you show up to the party, you'd be like, yeah, there's, you know, Jared. There's and a condom cat. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time we, I went to a wedding and then after the wedding, we were like, okay, we'll stop at the beach. Our whole car from the way back of the wedding, we we're like, oh, we'll do Sunday at the beach. Oh, that's cool. Which is fine. Um, but we just like drank and ate our faces off at this wedding, you know, and then we're at the beach. This girl starts snapping off pictures. And I said to her, I go, no one wants these pictures. What are you doing? The pictures of you guys at the beach? Yeah, we're all shirtless uh, after a big feed. <laughs> and she's going <laughs> around bones. just snapping off. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she was like, what? I'm just, you know, going to capture our day. And I was like, no, but wh- where are you going to do with these pictures? Like, what, what's the deal here? Did she put them somewhere? And she was like, well, I just thought, and I was like, no, you didn't ask anyone if they wanted pictures. You didn't. Yeah, sometimes you just want to enjoy your day without having to worry about what you look like. What you look like. It's Sunday, bitch. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Last one. I think you already oh, gave, we you did gave, this me, one. You gave me one, this one organically. Obsessed, in the beginning. I didn't even realize. But I never did ask it back to you. So they're obsessed with Coachella. Girl. <sighs> She's obsessed. She's obsessed. like die hard she gets the tickets every year here's why i'm okay she has about 10 instagrams for the weekend here's why i'm okay with it coachella for these people offers an opportunity to lose inhibitions so to me they dress differently i'm happy that i'm getting i've mentioned this on this podcast before i want to date a hairdresser because they keep changing up their look. All so right. it's like fucking it's 10 about, different girls. All about being with new people. Yes. So I'm saying, but it's like being with 10 different girls. It's the same girl. Right. So for me, if she's obsessed, that's a week a year where she's turned into this totally different person that's over-sexualized and into this like new look and I would be into it. And I would deal with the extra boners in exchange for how annoying she would be about Coachella. Does that make sense? Yeah. A little That's bit, fair. right? That's the, the, fair. So yeah. what I'm saying is like... You want her to reinvent. It's a, it it, it uh, spices things up in a way that is unexpected. That's fair. Because I would be like, yeah, keep on the glitter when you come back. And mm-hmm. we'll have a glitter fuck. Would you go with her if she wanted you to? I would go, but she would... Here's, here's what... You got to get your Coachella outfit ready. I would get my... I would go if she was that into it. Um, but she would never want me to come back because what you I'm just, good at is complaining. Yeah, yeah, and making fun of it. People so, love when you make fun of their passions. People yes. love that. So yeah. I'll go one year, and then the next year she'll be like, "Why don't you stay at home? I don't. We're gonna. There it's gonna go. be a girls' trip this year." And I'll go. I get it because I'll spend the whole time talking about one inane thing. Like when yeah. I went to, I just got back from LA. I spent the whole time talking about sugarfish just being okay. They have sugarfish in New York, you know. I've been to the one in New York, and I went to it, and I was like, oh, this is great. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to L.A., and I was like, oh, I'll do the L.A. thing. I'll go to Sugarfish, because I had a lot of alone time. Okay. So I called my brother, and I was like, I'm going to Sugarfish. And he goes, expecting him to be like, ooh, Mr. L.A., you know, like yeah. be impressed. He's like, get ready to be hungry. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And he goes, that place is bullshit. And then I walked in. And now I'm looking at it. You know when someone says one thing and it makes you look at it yeah. a different way? I was like, this place is it bullshit. It ruined it for you. That's it ruined great. it for That's me. That's great. I wasn't hungry. but I was hungry by the end. 
I got the biggest one. I was hungry by the end. And you realize that this place is is all the things they do at Sugarfish. This is a very New York, LA part of the podcast, but we're at the end. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all the things they do at Sugarfish are an attempt at cutting their costs down. Are they? Like what? They only have to make seven rolls a night. That's true. And they have fucking lines out the door. That's what I'm saying. So um, it's not a sushi chef. There's just guys in the back. It's a... You know, just an automated thing. If you had to make seven rolls, you could learn those seven rolls and do them as adequately as sugar I fish. could be a sugar fish chef. Sugar yes. chef. Sugar chef. Um, yeah, no. L- LA is bullshit. All that stuff is bullshit. It says, it's trust like, me, all over the walls. It's propaganda the minute you walk in. Yeah. Trust me. We don't even know who this Nozawa guy is. So if you're listening and you like <laughs> sugar fish, you've got something else coming to you. Go fuck yourself. Jared knows the deal. All this, all these fuck, anything that's trendy is just like. Well, that's uh, the thing. What we do, we live in a society now. Mm-hmm. The minute you say society, people should just shoot themselves. Just run. <laughs> but we do live in a world now where we live in retweets. It's either the best and fucking amazing or it's the fucking worst racist piece of shit. There's no in between. We can only hope that we're the former. <laughs> I hope yeah. to God. Every day. Seriously. If you guys have an email for us, please email um, you up at betches.com. That's UUP at betches.com. And one more time rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And also, Take it, make it a, your Instagram. Take a uh, screenshot, make it your Instagram story. Let people know you're listening to this podcast. Every week, it gets bigger and bigger. Do it. We'll be back next episode. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.